Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. The answer to this is going to be unexpected, but where are we today? I'm in San Francisco, but I finally, finally moved to the other side of the couch. Uh, finally, I mean, you have yeah. to confirm it. It's a completely different background. No, 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 that's true. It's like, it has only been three feet, but it feels like three walls of difference, you know? In, in fairness, um, I only set it up this way because I had a job interview. I didn't do nice. <laughs> so it's just coincidental. You yeah, I was what... like at like 9 a.m. this morning. I was like, do I take this down to set it back up in eight hours? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like it would have been funny if they actually someone that interviewed you knew you before and they were to ask you say, I know that you just moved the camera. Can I see the horror bed? <laughs> See, I would have laughed and they would have given me the job immediately. <laughs> yeah, if they can do like a Lars von Trier reference, it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I actually am in Chicago, but I move apartments. So it's a complete So we're both in brand new places. In, well, <laughs> you know, I may have moved more than three feet, you know, just saying. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then what did we watch for celebrating this? This was your pick, and you picked it. So we actually took a little hiatus because of your moving. Um, yeah. So we picked it a long time ago. It's Three Iron by Kinky Duke. Do you remember why you picked this? Uh, honestly, I think that probably after Chunking Express and Amelie, I wanted to see another one of these stories, you know? We'll see, like, why. Uh, but no, besides that, I don't remember. I mean, we talk about Primer following there is no real connection here whatsoever wow that seems like a lifetime ago primer but yeah uh in any case it has been a movie that i told you i mentioned to you like multiple times even before we watched uh spring summer fall winter and spring again that is also from kinky Duke. i had already watched this movie and i remember liking it quite a bit and even like mentioned it to you about like you should watch this so i was curious to see how i would react to it again and also for you like as i respect your taste in some measure it's like about how you would like it or dislike it all right fair enough i think this is only the second kinky Duke film i've seen Right, so we watched yeah. it. <laughs> we watched it. So I guess that you have to summarize it. All right. Sorry. I'll Sorry. It has been uh, it has been a month since we recorded. Yeah, we're out of practice. So this film. Hold on, I'm pulling up Wikipedia mostly because I struggle with Asian names. Don't judge me. Uh, the the plot follows Tai Suk, who is a young man that we don't know too much about besides the fact he has a nice motorcycle. And he goes around um, putting flyers for takeout restaurants on the doors of people's homes. And then he returns when he finds homes that haven't had the flyers removed. And then he verifies by checking answering machines if the family's gone, which I guess in Korea, they just all let you know where they went, how long they'll be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he does the unexpected he doesn't vandalize he doesn't steal he just kind of explores their lives and does their chores so like he goes through photo albums he 
does laundry. He irons photos, which I think is also a thing in Korea. Well, no, he was ironing the photos because he took a bath with the photo book. Oh, okay, that's why. He was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's is he completely? Yeah, he doesn't say anything. I think. I think that his character doesn't say a single word. In the entire movie, yeah. So eventually he goes to a very nice home where he is doing his thing, but he doesn't realize he's being silently observed by one of the house's residents, which is a model. Um, names. Can you tell me the name? Uh, the name was Sanwa. Sanwa yeah. um, is in a horrible domestic domestically violent situation um and she startles him by kind of revealing that she's observing um but then they just keep coexisting wordlessly and then the husband comes home and starts to beat her and he takes a three iron and starts hitting golf balls at him over and over and over um with alarming accuracy which is weird because as a golf player, I can tell by his swing he's never played golf in his life, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> so she ends up wordlessly just leaving her husband and following him, and they start doing it together wordlessly. They insert themselves into the temporarily uh, absent lives of people who are traveling. Um, at they, some become, point, they become like those people. Yes, absent. Oh, yeah, yeah. They try and like become literally take over the live and take on the persona of the homes they're taking and they kiss there's clearly some romance although there's never um anything to suggest but there's a romantic interest it's not well i mean they just live together when like when they are in the house of the boxer in the they're same found in bed. bed. In the same bed. I mean, they're. I say they're sleeping together. They kiss. He's like, okay, I was like, did I miss them fucking? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, there is. Okay, just, just, just Felix. Yeah. Okay. So it's very much alluded to that they're lovers, but they never show anything because that's not Kiki Duke style. Um, so anyway, they they go into the house where they find a man who has died of of natural causes. He. Um, they give him a, a very respectful, proper burial. They visit the home of a boxer where they get drunk and sleep in the boxer's bed. The boxer comes home and attacks them. Um, I think I might be getting the timeline a little off about when they get arrested or when they visit yeah, the no, they get they get arrested when they find the corpse. Yes. And they assume that this young man has kidnapped the model and murdered the old man. Um, turns out he didn't <laughs> I like, for I some like. reason they just call the the abusive husband to pick the wife up and they send the the kid to the other guy to, yeah, yeah that, that part is weird but uh, I like when they actually find the corpse of the father you know that they actually did the burial for it's like that was that was a nice burial it was very respectful. nice very respectful yeah. very like good loving taste. yeah good taste and... you know? oh go ahead no, 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 no. Go, go ahead. At this point, we see um, the boy in jail where he's practicing becoming invisible, but not just invisible, like literally invisible. And there's a shift in the film yeah. that's kind of this uh, this meditation of 
like suburban bliss on the surface, but things are like bad underneath. And then it just pivots hardcore into almost like a metaphysical fable. <laughs> uh, I just call it like magic realism. Magic realism, that's a good point. It's like, it's more subtle, but I was reminded of um, Tokyo, where- Oh Tokyo dude, I, I was going to say Leo Carax. Oh, I, Wong Kar Wai is, no, 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 it's not Wong Kar Wai. Who did the one, the, the- Oh, uh, Wong Kar Jim, the, the one from Parasite. Oh no, the chairs, the chairs was Godfrey. Gondry, yeah, Michelle Gondry. It felt, it's a little bit like that. Like all of a sudden things stop having reality logic and they start having dream logic. And it's fun and enveloping and weird. And um, I can keep going on. I never know whether to ruin the end. We'll ruin the end. He becomes so stealth that when he gets out of jail, he basically moves in with the girl, but invisibly. And she decides she can live with the domestically violent husband as long as he's there in the shadows and they can have moments alone when the husband goes to work. And then the film ends with a very poorly translated sentence um, into English about how it's difficult in this life to distinguish what's reality and what's a dream. And that's the end. <laughs> No, that's fair. Uh, I think that's a pretty good summarization of it. I had to say that uh, I was watching this with my boyfriend, and he felt it's like, oh, that guy has a very unrealistic aim when hitting the balls, attacking like the other guy. Was, and I remember I said that this is magic realism. I don't think that this movie is trying to be like 100% accurate. But we just was like the week before, sorry, uh, Parasite. That it tries to be a bit more grounded in reality so i think that he was expecting like a bit more of the same level of realism it's almost like in that scene where he pelts the abusive husband with golf balls i was like oh this is like a live action miyazaki film in in a way where they just want you to suspend disbelief and it's like yes he has incredible aim with a three iron and can like hit the man's cell phone when he calls 911 and he can hit him here if he tries to do anything else and like, <laughs> he just wants you to roll with it you know it's a bit more about like hey i'm going to be like taking something that you have a passion for and it may be like a bit of a class status thing and it's like i'm going to be abusing of it Oh, interesting. I guess you. Of golf as being a status thing. No, you're right. You're right, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy actually, I was thinking about a like, parasite right now, and they have a similar garden to what this guy has. Yeah, that's true. So, watching so you... this, did I like it? Is that what you're going to ask? <laughs> I was going to ask that. <laughs> um,. What is the film I, I had you watch because I read a review that said, well, this director really didn't hit his stride until a later film, but this is okay. I don't remember, but this is after, I think that this is after a spring summer, yeah? Yeah, it was. So when I was watching it, I was like, this feels like spring, summer, fall, and spring again, but a little rougher around the edges. Like, I assumed it was a film that came out before when actually came out immediately following in terms of his like chronological yeah. oof. Um, I did like it and I liked that it was more it is more accessible to a mainstream audience than I think spring, summer, fall, winter, and spring again is. Is it? 
No, no, is it now? Because the thing is, like, uh, on this movie, the two main characters is like one of them doesn't say a single word, and the other one it only says two words at the end. Yes, it's not that it's just like pure in the mainstream. What I'm saying is, like, I could take someone in my family from Idaho to see it, and they'd be like, "That was weird, but I liked it." <laughs> okay, no, that, that's fair. I mean, it's more. Alberti's magic realism is more grounded in reality compared to the dreamlike setup of a spring summer, you know. And I don't remember like too much dialogue. It's like that movie is one character only. It was interesting because I I watched Three Iron today and I was thinking about spring. Let's just call it spring. And I realized I remembered nothing about that plot besides it takes place on that beautiful lake. And so I remember the scene at the end when they paint all the characters on the dock, um, and being very moved by it. That's all. I don't remember even the part. I remember like the part of the, I mean, it's a monk and a trainee monk, and how in the spring is like it's a bit more of the old monk with the kid. Then during the uh, summer, he's only by himself. Paul is also himself, and then in the spring he gets like a new trainee. But that's, no. that's pretty much it. And then it took like a year to shoot. Um, but no, I remember like quite a bit of this movie, I feel. And I think that uh, I still like it. I, given it's true that it's not so stylized. Is that a word? Stylized. But my husband uses words I don't know all the time in English, so. <laughs> We're making them up just for looking smart. <laughs> Uh, no, but what do you say? Like very uh, stylizado. Uh, so even if it's like grounded in reality, it has like a bit more of a subtle style to it, a subtle art house touch to it. Do you know? It does. It's, yeah. it's really beautiful, and the guy is a fucking genius in terms of composition the angles yeah. he uses like I, it blew my mind and it honestly made me wish i knew more about film like technical filmmaking like so i could speak more highly about or more intelligently about what he does because it's it's just stunning that guy behind the camera stunning yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, from that perspective i just feel like he it transmits the feeling of a these are people that they are empty inside or they are broken you know for whatever reason and it's like for her it's like we get to know like the why she's broken for him is that we have no idea about like why he does this you know so i don't disagree with you except i have a very strong opinion that he is not real Oh wow. Okay. So what is he? She's uh, he is a figment of her imagination and she is stuck at home and she fantasizes about just a good person coming to save her. And the husband gets ripped away or sorry. That boy gets ripped away but comes back to save her and he makes this violent home safe for her. And that's why he's invisible and we're expected to believe he can just live in stealth. Uh, that 
That makes sense, but also at the same time is that we have a scenes in the movie where people interact with him as he is not there. Are we saying that we are seeing like the imagination of the girl? I think we're seeing her fantasy and she has escaped into a very rich uh, fantasy world where she pretends somebody comes to save her. Okay. I mean, that's valid too. I, I don't agree, but you know, because I think that it's a bit more of these stories of uh, perfect souls, like meeting each other, you know, in a bit more of a circumstantial way. But, but he you know, literally becomes invisible. That part is like the magic realism one, you know? It's like he, I don't think that he's truly invisible, but... But I mean, he, he attacks that guard in his cell in a way that the guard can't see him and there's nothing magical about the woman all of it is around this kid i i think that that's the reason what i was thinking of leo carrex is like i had the feeling that in all of his movies that we watch there is a point that logic goes through the window there is always like something like a bit of a weirdness to it and it gets to a point that he basically says like fuck it I'm going to be doing whatever the fuck he wants. If you want to be here for the ride, perfect. And I think that that's like the point on the prison, where we see him like just like trying to hide himself like more and more and more until he disappears. That is basically like AI disappear just for the love of this woman. I drive myself to complete erase of myself so she can feel safe. I can definitely see that interpretation as well. And I think the nice thing about a film like this is that there are a million valid, valid interpretations and it really doesn't matter who's right. Yeah, I mean, what it matters is like if it was entertaining, you know, if it was like something that you walk away just feeling is like, this was good. And I did, honestly, I did. I think that the first time that I watched it, I had watched like way less cinema and I felt like this was good. This was good shit. And this time I felt like, this this was a good movie. I was like many more. I don't think that this is as good as Spring Summer, for example, or many other Asian movies that we have watched. But this is still like pretty powerful. Like the last scene, and a spoiler alert, is that when she is hugging her uh, her husband, you know, and we see like the other guy like coming from the side, how she's stretching. That composition, I found it perfect. You know, like how she's stretching the arm and the guy just comes into the into focus. It's like, that's amazing. Because I think that is the first time that we really see him there. Yeah, I... At some point, we're just going to have to call out these Asian films for being insanely offensive in their misogyny. But I don't know when it's appropriate. The misogyny in this film really bothered me to, to a pretty good extent, but I try to be tolerant of cultures that embrace that. But the gimmick of the golf balls was a detractor for me. Oh, I see was like standing in front of it. Just the whole him using golf balls as a weapon that he's perfectly good at. It's like, okay, do we really need three scenes of this happening? I don't think we do. Um, but besides those complaints, I think this was a great film. I don't think it's going to age particularly well, um, but I like it. It has 20 years. It's 20 years old. 
Right, and it already stands out as painfully, awkwardly offensive in a lot of ways. And that's just 20 years. That's 2004 to 2023. In 2050, people are going to be like, what the fuck? They talk to women that way? They talk to women that way. She was trapping an abusive relationship. He said, we don't know. But not just them. Like, there's this lovely couple that has a home and the woman comes and just sleeps on their patio at one point. And that's, <laughs> that's it. hilarious. It's a very nice scene. It's super nice. Um, because the couple just lets them sleep and then she leaves, but she comes back at some point and sleeps on the couch and messes it up. So the husband comes home from work and surprises the wife and he's like, oh, how was your day, honey? And then he's like, why didn't you clean the couch? And she's like, I did. And he's like, well, why is it so messy? But he's like a dick about it. And it's like, no, no, we don't get to talk to women that way. And that's why I think it, this will not age okay. They treat women like not very well in this film. I, I mean, it's true that I feel like I'd be surprised about that I seeing how he was treating her. And besides that, it was because only there were like two cousins that they were not aligned properly. I think that they were like just doing a bit more like just for shock, more like anything else. For him to be mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, could be. And also just calling the man who gives her black eyes and be like, take her back, your property. You can't admit, none of this would fly in a country that wasn't Asia. (laughs) Well, Asia is not a country, but okay. Any country that wasn't in Asia. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> you're talking, okay, you're talking about first world countries. Um, I don't fully disagree with the power. Thankfully, doesn't drive the story, you know. And I started to think if maybe the story is a bit more about class, social class, than I expected from the perspective that is like maybe why the guy is like trying to live through the life of others you know and how he ends up like disappearing and how he goes into nice houses is like it's a bit more of the living other status through others yeah i can see that for sure yeah, because i'm thinking it's like parasite and maybe i'm over indexing because i watched parasite like not too long ago it's like when they go on vacation like the family that lives in the house it's like all of the other ones like just moving immediately yeah there are a lot of similar things i didn't notice that because i didn't just watch parasite but when you spell it out i'm like yeah absolutely it's i mean it's the same as people like living in homes that aren't theirs right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I still like it. I don't think that it's going to be aging that bad. The only we- the the part that I really feel weird is like when the interview when they're interviewing them, you know, like the police, and it's like the guy is the country. The woman is not even an accessory to it. <laughs> because like, it was... what did you do to make her silent? They don't even exactly. talk to her. How can you say this film is not misogynist? It's like the women don't exist except to be beaten up in this. Oh, well, I mean, the guy also gets pretty rough up, you know? Aaron Sorkin could have written this. <laughs> Damn, that was good. That was good. 
The woman doesn't talk. Except she was there just for. They were too calm for Aaron Sorkin. No, 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 no. Well, that's true. But it's like they have to be like super smart. A model is not enough. It has to be like a model with three PhDs. And then she freaks out because she falls but in love with the first guy. So emotionally dysfunctional that all of that knowledge is too crazy. Exactly. She would be. She would be like the antithesis if Aaron Sorkin did this like the main guy would be like super cool he wouldn't talk but the woman would be talking the whole time <laughs> whole time uh, uh, god uh yeah no i, I don't think that Aaron Sorkin is capable of doing something like this he's oh. not about like visual beauty yeah and and this is like completely amazing visual beauty Visually it's stunning. I actually didn't even realize the main characters didn't say any words until the very end. In fact, I still don't believe the kid didn't say something in the first half of the film, but I read that he didn't, so I'll believe it. <laughs> he didn't, you know, is that because like 10 yeah. minutes into it, he's like, when she actually meets her, I was like, wait a second, they haven't said anything. He hasn't said anything. And then I started like, just remember, like, he's not going to say anything. That's the reason why that last scene is like so impactful too. Just like the artist. I still think that that scene is impactful, you know, but it's like I, I, I was just thinking of a, how do you say, sorry, I'm, like, I'm just thinking about Bellatar. Bellatar needed like three hours for making something impactful. This guy needed only like 88 minutes for just making like those wars being impactful. Sometimes three hours of foreplay is worth it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was not the case. That was not the case. No, that was not the case with the Turing horse. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I do think this had some flaws, but overall, this is a great film. It's not as good as Spring, but... Um, I would happily watch a Kinky Duke film, another one right now. I'd happily watch Spring again. Yeah. So, do you know that Kinky Duke died like three years ago? I did not. That's sad. Yeah, he was only 16. Uh, should we go over the questions? Let's do it. Will you watch it again? Yeah. Yeah. There's some second, you know, like a second. I was trying to figure out how I would qualify that, but I mean, like if my husband was down, I'd probably show it to him tomorrow. I mean, like you said, it's 87 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty basically like a commercial on Hulu ads. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you watch it? Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, I, it was on filming. I think that I mentioned it, but they only had like subtitles in, uh, in Spanish. Uh, would you recommend Triero? Yes in probably any circumstance. So I, I feel surprised because usually I'm like the one that it brings like my family into, would I recommend it to my parents? And it's like you mentioned like your family. Do you think that your family could actually like appreciate it? Enjoy it? I have a very small family. My mom, my mom and my sister are not into movies. My dad hasn't seen a movie in 40 years. And my brother-in-law, would absolutely love this film if he hasn't seen it. That's my whole family. What What was the last movie that your father watched? <clears throat> I'm sure it was the extended version of Lord of the Rings. But that was not 40 years ago. <clears throat> Sorry, he went to a movie theater the last time 40 years ago, and the only movies he's seen since then have been all of The Hobbits and all of The Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, okay. 
interesting. Uh, I definitely would recommend it, and I would even recommend it to my parents. It's like it's true that there is like some violence, but also at the same time there is like a lot of uh, non-conventional beauty to it. And the violence is is there's no there's not that much blood. It's not graphic in terms of gore. I think anybody could handle the quote-unquote violence of having a golf ball hit your wrist. So. Okay. Uh, would you remember this movie? No, I will remember nothing about this movie in one year oh, well. from now. Put it on a oh. Google Calendar. I'll be like, I remember we watched it. I remember it's King Duke. Interesting. So there is nothing here that you see that is that is going to be memorable for you. I am just speaking from a a place where I'm just not remembering any movies lately. I don't even remember trailers. I texted you a few days ago and I was like, did you know that it's a new Wes Anderson movie? I had seen the trailer. The, the, that was hilarious. That one. It's like, yeah, dude, we talk about it. I'm pretty sure that we may have even like talked about it in one of the recordings. I think the difference is that since that conversation, I learned the main character is Uma Thurman's kid. And so when I rewatched it, it was all new to me because I was watching Uma Thurman's kid for the first time. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Um, I think that I will remember it. I remember like most of it. I remember that it's like, hey, this guy goes into a house. There is like a woman that he likes going into houses. There is this woman that she's, has been like beating by her husband. And then they start like going into houses together. Then he goes to jail and then he basically becomes a ghost. That is quite a bit now that I think about it because there is not much more. I mean, it's that slowed down to 87 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that this may be already the answer for if this could have been a sort. Uh, but is there anything artistic about Three Iron? Yes, and actually I'm going to answer two questions. No, this couldn't have been a short. I think the beauty of Kinky Duke's storytelling is the meditative and magical pasting. You have to sit and be in this world with these characters, I think, to get what the director is trying to do so could someone have gotten across the plot points in 15 minutes 100 would it have been the same experience absolutely not okay no you convince me i would have said that it's like for coming for doing like the same steps on the story yeah you have done it like in shorter time but creating the same impact i mean you could have removed like the scene when she tries to go like to the houses of people you know like by herself she just takes it up there that they're like we don't care but it's like so hilarious and so endearing and so i don't know like part of the character that i just felt it's like this is perfect it actually develops like more like the character and everything don't remove this or anything else and then i like that in the second part of the story i forgot to mention this is like we see after he goes to jail we see how people like those couples really are is that they go oh, yeah. like to the boxer, you know, and we see it as we saw like at the beginning, like the family with the gun, you know, <laughs> that was pretty dark, that part. So I, I, I really like like those touches, you know, and, it, and you're absolutely right that this would have been lost if it was like a, a sword. Uh, so do you think that there is a timeless piece? I, 
I'm going to say no. And the reason is the misogyny I pointed out and also that huge reliance on like physical answering machines. Like that's a major plot point that went away 30 years ago. I don't... <laughs> so, it just felt uh, very weird that like with the inventions of cell phones, the entire way that they're staying in homes goes away. They had a... Some of the characters had a cell phone. No? Yeah, but I'm saying they, they depended on these answering machines and on these people explaining where they were and for how long. Like, I just... No, this is going to be like, yes, this is firmly a product of the pre-Me Too, pre-iPhone movement. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going to go with yes, because I think that in the intrinsic topic here, or the, how do you say, like the cruise of this, is more about like the need of feeling like someone, you know, and how can you feel like the point of of like your inner personality and how you can crave like to live through others so i think that what is like the topic the general topic as long as we live in societies that they recognize individualism so much i think that is important the answering machines is true it's weird but also they could be replaced with like you go in and you see like in the calendar reading it's like we have come on vacation I reject your explanation because using those words, The Lost Boys is about timeless young love and running away from vampires. That's a timeless theme. <laughs> Dude, it's different. That movie fester in being in the 80s. It's like this movie doesn't celebrate the 2000s, okay? No, 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 you're, you're, you're right, you're right. But yeah. no, for I understand what you say, but for me it's... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. Like the part about like, the misogyny, it's true. It may be a bit weird, but I still don't think that it's so bad as Aaron Sorkin writing a female character. Does or Christopher Nolan say anything in this film? Oh yeah the, yeah, the wife gets yelled at for not cleaning the couch and she explains. That's the one line that a woman <laughs> No, 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 no. When they actually come back, like the first family, when they come back, it's like the husband is asking here, it's like, so do you have fun? It's like, it was hell. It's about you well, went on a vacation. Down and she takes care of, of all the children and unpacking. No, no, no. The children is like this running away. It goes with man. the guy. It comes with the guy. Well, it is to the point of actually shooting the woman, that woman in the face. He's like, come on, just shoot me. It's like the only thing that is left. <laughs> I don't think it does. Come on, that part is hilarious. You're, you're right. The, the, the other big plot point with a woman is where a husband kills the wife. <laughs> it's not the husband. Well, it's a kid. Um, could you turn this into a TV show? I don't think so. I, we we needed the, the 90 minutes. We don't need any more. <laughs> I mean, they, they could probably do something creative, like having them in one house per episode. Like, they're, they could. I just wouldn't want to. I think that... Uh, I mean, if the episodes are more like the, the 10 minutes, I will get bored than like being in someone's house. I think it's about like more... a web therapy sort of... <laughs> online on the YouTube series. <laughs> Dude, no. That sounds like a reality about. Uh, no, I think that the importance here is that like, they go like to what, like six houses total, 
It's like it's not so much about like staying there, it's a bit more about like seeing them staying there. It's like if you were to do like a TV show, it would become a reality and it would be a bit more about the house itself. And it's like, I don't care. I just want to see like these characters that they are devoid of many things, like just living through random things on the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My answer is no. Uh, do you think this movie could have been better? Nothing immediately comes to mind. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but nothing stands out, so I will say no. Yeah, for me, it's no, too. I think that it's solid as it is. Is that there is nothing like flagrant, the script is good, it's true that the misogyny, well, maybe it's there. You know, maybe? I'd be answering. Are you a misogynist? <laughs> not a misogynist. I'm just surprised that you're the one like calling it out and not me. You know? I just enjoyed it so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe it was not like as, as flagrant like in other cases as we have seen, but yeah, women were not the best for here. Uh, Should we score it? Yeah. Okay, this was my pick, so I guess that you have to score it. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I went back and forth between an 8 and 8.5, but this is a really good movie. Nice. Good to hear. For me, it was an 8. Uh, I like that you actually are scoring it a bit higher. I gave Spring a 10, right? No, a 9, I think. Nine, yeah, and I give it an eight point five. <laughs> I, for some reason, I was thinking I give Spring a ten. I don't know why. No, I think no, I think that we the first ten that you ever gave me was La Ventura. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> and you feel proud of yourself <laughs> that Antonioni popped your cherry, your ten cherry. <laughs> and then uh, David Fitch just came and was like, Fight Club. Yeah. You. Oh, well, but you didn't give it an, a 10. I really didn't? What did I give a 10 to? Uh, in the mood for love. Okay, that's justified. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I gave a 10 to uh, the fight club. And that's what I'm thinking of, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Kume, anything else to say about the item? Nope, just rest in peace, Kinky Duke, apparently. Yeah. And uh, for the next one, is that we cheated a bit from the perspective that we didn't record for a month, so I guess that it was easier to go with this. And I already picked the next movie, and it's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be all about my mother, by Amorovar. <laughs> and Blake <Let's> says <laughs> nothing. He only nods. He only says that. Mm-hmm. Let's just save okay. it for the next recording. <laughs> okay, and to everyone else out there, thank you so much for listening to us. Wash your hands. Okay. <laughs>